Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that branches out to beyond the just gaming. We're not only blurring the lines between gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and even music. We are amplifying voices from those perspective fields and having those stories told here on the Impact Play. Join us as we record the show live over at Twitch.tv backslash the impact play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on youtube or even on your favorite podcast platform simply search for the impact play however you consume your content wherever you consume it we are there join us on patreon super cruise and above get the show ad free go to cruise and above have exclusive access to not only post show but they get even call in to be a part of the live show experience plus early access to our vods and so much more learn uh, be, uh, learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash the impact play and speaking of ads this episode of the Amp- this episode of the impact play is sponsored by anchor i am rishawas muhammad otherwise known as itsyaku this is the first episode of the new year of 2022 episode 131 we are an Epic partner, so with every purchase you make within the Epic ecosystem, when you use our creative code, the Empath Play, we will get a commission to help support and further elevate the show and take us to more heights and no extra cost to you. So again, use our creative code, the Empath Play, all one word, and it is not case sensitive. It's just one of the many ways you can go out of your way to support the Empath Play. On the agenda. We have Square Enix maybe taking a gander into NFTs. Korba Kai arrives in Fortnite. Riot Games agrees to a settlement of 100 million. Tesla finally issues an update to prevent games from being played while driving. The end of an ever. Classic Blackberry devices will not be getting any more support beginning January 4th. New looks for the Batman. Peacemaker and more. Betty Way dies at the age of 99. John Madden has passed away. WWE reveals Tony Storm has been revealed, has been released. Cardi B's second collaboration with Fortnite. David Lee cancels two of his farewell shows. Miley Cyrus's new single plus the top stories of the week. So welcome to our very first segment of the show. Where we discuss what you have been playing, what you have been up to, and essentially what you have been enjoying. So without further ado, let's get into it. I've been I've been uh, doubling with Rocket League on and off lately. It hasn't been consistent, but I've been having a blast. And side uh, Rocket League side swipe, I play it every now and then, but I'm always having a blast playing Rocket, Rocket League no matter what form. Destiny 2, I did uh, get back into it. If you guys uh, 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 were unable to join us, I believe on last week's show, last last week's stream, where I played a good amount of Destiny 2, which I'm, I'm definitely having a blast with it as well. But in regards to shows, TV, uh, movies, and all that stuff, I haven't been to the movie theater in a while. I'm planning on hopefully going within the next week or so. And shows, Netflix, I've... Uh, um, I'm still watching The Witcher Season 2 over on the Disney Plus side. Uh, the first episode of uh, Boba Fett has, is out now. I've definitely gone ahead and watched that. It looks like it's going to be a blast as well as the season progresses. 
Uh, let's see what else do we have. Hawkeye, I've caught up with it. It's a fun time as well, especially with the Christmas special that they had with the final season. Definitely give that give that a view if you haven't already. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, that's all I have for you. That's all I've been playing. That's all I've been up to. With COVID, you know, I've been keeping safe. But I'm planning on getting retested hopefully by tomorrow. And I'll keep you guys posted with that as well. Definitely get uh, keep safe. Keep your family safe. And... You know, just be safe when you're out in the world in this pandemic. So, that's going to be it. Now we're going to hop into the news, folks. And we're going to start with your gaming play. Once I find it. Found it. Now we're going to start with this first one. Riot Games has agreed to pay $100 million in settlement of a class action gender discrimination lawsuit. It's coming over from the Washington Post. League of Legends publisher Riot Games announced Monday that it is settling a 2018 gender-based discrimination class action lawsuit with California state agencies and current and former Women employees for $100 million. The company will pay $80 million to members of the class action suit and approximately $20 million towards plaintiff's legal fees. The Los Angeles lawsuit was filed back in November of 2018 by now former employees Melanie McCrane and Jess Negrin, allegedly ge- uh, alleging gender discrimination as well as sexual harassment and misconduct at Riot Games. The suit was followed by two inquiries led by California state agencies. The suit came after gaming news site Kotaku published in published an expose about the culture of sexism at Riot Games, which manifested itself in workplace behaviors ranging from unwanted advances and harassment to hiring and promotion processes that passed over female candidates for being insufficient into gaming and in quote league. So this is a great day for the women of Riot Games and for women of all video game and tech companies who deserve a workplace that is free of harassment and discrimination. And I, and I second this as well. So our community is always open uh, to anybody, no matter what gender uh, or any, any of that stuff as well. But treat everybody with respect. And our community has no place for negativity, no place for hate of any kind. So I just wanted to get that out there once again. But yeah, it's the great news for the winners of this lawsuit. And hopefully Riot Games does change as well. <clears throat> uh, other companies should uh, follow suit. Activision Blizzard. <clears throat> but nonetheless, let's keep going. Alan Wake Studio Remedy. Is staying very busy. In addition to Alan Wake 2, the studio has now announced a big deal with Tencent for its upcoming free-to-play shooter Vanguard. This is coming over from GameSpot. Mm. Remedy and Tencent have announced a deal covering global development, license, and distribution of the new IP. Little is known about Vanguard, but Remedy says it's co-op PvE shooter that makes the most of Remedy's narrative exper- expertise an action gameplay to create an immersive multiplayer experience. 
So the game is being developed with the Unreal Engine 4 PC and console platforms. Remedy will develop and publish the game worldwide. Exclusively select Asian markets where Tencent will relocate will, uh, and publish the game, Remedy said in its announcement. Vanguard is in the proof of concept of development. Remedy said the budget for the game through the end of for the first year will be in the range of a typical Remedy AAA game budget. So development will be co-founded by Remedy and Tencent, and Tencent will cover the cost of localizing Vanguard for Asian markets. So this looks like it's going to be like an open world uh, type experience, but I'm hyped for it, nonetheless. Especially Alan Wake 2 when it comes out. <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Fortnite. Corporate Kai is in Fortnite. Just in time for the launch of Season 4 of Cobra Kai. Battle with Fighting Colors starting now in Fortnite. The Cobra Kai set, based on Netflix's hit TV series, connected to the classic The Karate Kid films, is available now in the item shop with 10 outfits, the crane kick emote, and more. And next, you have Baba Fett in Fortnite as well. So that came from Epic Games and GameSpot, respectively. Moving on. It looks like Rare's classic James Bond game, GoldenEye 007, might be headed to Xbox. True achievements for the game have appeared online, as spotted previously by Warrior64 and posted on True Achievements. Achievements picture and a GoldenEye 007 thumbnail also appeared online, adding to the spectacular Elation that the 1997 Nintendo 64 game might be headed to Xbox in the future. There are a total of 55 achievements worth of a thousand gamer score, according to the league. Based on a text of the achievements, it looks like it, it might be campaign and multiplayer. So 2022 marks the 60th, 60th anniversary of the James Bond series. So it looks like we might get a remake of some sort. To celebrate the anniversary? We'll see. We'll see what this entails. Maybe it's just like a test leak or something like that. But you know, we'll see. Square Enix president Yusuke Matsuda has published a new letter to celebrate the new year and let fans and investors know what to expect from the company moving forward. Natsuda touched on subjects like the metaverse, NFTs, blockchains, and more. Starting with the metaverse, Matsuda said Facebook's decision to change its name to Meta demonstrates that the metaverse as a concept is not a mere buzzword, but here to stay. Matsuda said the, comp- that said the metaverse will become more of a commercial product, product in 2022 and might end up having some applicability to Square Enix in the future. The metaverse will likely see a Meaningful transition into a business phase in 2022 with a wide range of services appearing on the scene. As the abstract concept begins to take concrete shape in the form of product and service offerings, I'm hoping that it will bring about changes that have a more substantial impact on our business as well. As for NFTs, Mansura said that this could become another significant business opportunity. Like others, Matsura observed 
collective overtones in some parts of the NFT landscape. But overall, the executives believe NFTs will become immensely, immensely popular over time. We do observe examples here and there of overheating trading in NFT-based digital goods with somewhat speculative overtones regardless of the observed value of the content provided. Mazura said, this is obviously is not an ideal situation, but I expect to see an an eventual right-sizing in digital goods as they become more commonplace in the general public. With the hive, with the value of each available content corrected to their true estimated worth, and I look and I look for them to become as familiar offerings and physical goods. And then here is a quote about blockchain games as well. Blockchain games which have emerged from their infancy and are at this very moment entering a grow a growth phase and are built upon the premise of a token company and therefore hold the potential to enable self-sustainable gro- game growth. Mazura said the driver that most enables much self-sustaining game growth is diversity, both both in how people engage with interactive content like games and their mo- motivations for doing so. Advances in token economies like likely add further momentum to this trend of diversification. I see the play-to-earn concept that has people so excited as prime examples of this. So it looks like we're taking note, like millions of others taking note of the space, modern space that we are in now. But that's all it is. It's not. It's not like a confirmation or some form of announcement that NFTs or the metaverse or blockchain-based games will be coming from Square Enix or involving Square Enix of some way. It's just the CEO taking note of trends. That's essentially all it is. And lastly, car manufacturer Tesla has agreed to roll out an update to stop people playing games on the car's central touchscreen console, following pressure from safety regulators in the U.S. This is coming over GamesIndustry.biz. The passenger play feature currently lets anyone in the vehicle play various video games even when the car is in motion but a new update will limit the function so that it will only play when the vehicle isn't moving earlier this week the national traffic safety administration opened an investigation into the software following a complaint about the feature and how it might distract drivers thus increasing the risk of an accident so it's good that they've released an update a lot sooner than expected Okay, we're done with gaming. Now we're going to move on to tech. The end of an era. BlackBerry phones have declared dead many times over since falling from the height of their popularity more than a decade ago. By next month, the comp- well, starting January 4th, Phones running BlackBerry 10 and BlackBerry 7.1 software or earlier will no longer will no longer uh, reliable, uh, reliably function on carrier networks or over Wi-Fi, the company said in a support FAQ. This means that 
the phones will no longer be able to use data, make phone calls, send text messages, or even make 911 emergency calls. To be clear, the BlackBerry phones impacted are old. BlackBerry 10, the latest version of the mobile OS released by RIM, came out in 2013. RIM discontinued its BlackBerry line in back in 2016 and shifted its focus to security software under the name BlackBerry Limited. But that's literally it. So we're going to go into this FAQ page to give you guys a glimpse of what's going to longer be supported. Yeah, it's not telling me an example. It's just telling me for a BlackBerry 7.1 OS earlier and BlackBerry 10 devices. That's it. So BlackBerry 10 devices and like anything before then, essentially. But yeah, end of an error. Moving on, moving on. Apple may be nearing launch of its long-awaited mixed reality headset, as the company has reported reportedly hired Meta's head of communications for its consumer mixed reality products. Bloomberg's Mark Merck-German reports, so Bloomberg's Mark German reports in his weekly Power On newsletter, Apple has hired Andrea or Sherbert, communications director at the Meta's consumer hybrid division for mixed reality, including portal, AR, and VR devices. Sherbert has yet to comment on the report or change her employment status on LinkedIn. We've reached out and we'll update this piece when, it, when and if we receive a reply. Sherbert joined Meta back in March of 2016 for the launch of the company's first consumer VR headset, Oculus Rift, over the years. Sherbert has overseen public relations for the company spanning VR devices, including the Oculus Rift S, Oculus Go, Quest, and Quest 2. She's also handled communications for all of Meta's biggest mixed reality events, including CES, Connect F8, Sundice, and GDC. And this one came over from worldofvr.com. Next one. Back in September, Microsoft confirmed to media that it is working on bringing Android 11 to the Surface Duo version 1 consumers before the end of 2021. The news came after the company had already said it planned to ship Android 11 to the Surface Duo when in the summer of 2021. Unfortunately, as 2022 begins, Microsoft still hasn't delivered this crucial update. This has left a sour taste in the lot of Duo users' mouths, and rightly so. Microsoft, for whatever reason, has somehow managed to chip up, up every hurdle when it comes to supporting the Surface Duo so far. Keep in mind that Surface Duo version 1 hasn't received any bug fixes since July, likely because resources were shifted over to finalize the Android 11 update instead. So that's essentially, that's what they said, why they've been holding out, but Now, this was a nice article coming from Windows Central, though. Next one. Organizers of the Consumer Electronics Show have announced that it will conclude its conferences a day early due to the surge of COVID-19 cases. Originally slated to conclude on January 8th, the event will now run from January 5th through the 7th. 
but it's definitely great that they've they've done this. Hopefully, they will take more uh, safety issues as well during the event itself. So we're done with tech. Moving on to entertainment. Betty White has uh, has died, most notably for her roles in The Golden Girls and Mary Tyler Moore Show. So may she rest in peace. Ahead of season three of the Umbrella Academy, Netflix teased a first look at the memories of Sparrow Academy, a version of the Tiny Learn Superhero Siblings Academy that exists in a different timeline, with a series of individual character posters shared on social media on Saturday. The second season concluded with the Hargreaves returning to present day after stopping a near astronomical nuclear war in the 60s Dallas, Texas. Once back in the Umbrella Academy, however, the siblings discovered that it is no longer the Umbrella Academy, but rather the Sparrow Academy. Okay. Squid Game creator Huang Gan Yuck. Sorry if I botched that, but let's see. Has confirmed that he's already talking to Netflix about a second and third season of the hit Korean TV show. During an interview with Korean broadcaster KBS, the 50-year-old South Korean filmmaker revealed that Squid Games will likely be back. I'm in talks with Netflix over season two as well as season three, he said. We'll come to a conclusion anytime soon. But it's not a huge surprise because how well the series did. And let's see. A teaser trailer has dropped from the new original anime series. Lycorius Li Recall, which will be the directorial debut for Shingo. Adachi, who is best known for his work as a character designer for several titles, including the SAO online franchise or the Star Out Online. We have a new trailer for the Batman, uh, quote unquote, the Bat and the Cat, for the Peacemaker, and lastly. Spider-Man No Way Home continues to box office domination, crossing over the $600 million in North America alone. And thank you, Variety, for that update. Like, it's doing extremely well. I'm not planning on seeing it anytime soon because the crowd's going to be crazy, especially in, in the new year. So I'll probably see it maybe sometime towards the end of January. Alright, now we're done with entertainment. We're going to move on to sports. John Madden has sadly passed away at the age, uh, at Tuesday morning at the age of 85. 
Thank you, NFL, for that update. The WWE releases Tony Storm days after the SmackDown title match. The timing of the news is surprising, given that Storm just released, just wrestled Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title on the Christmas Eve show. The previous week, she pinned Flair in a women's tag team match, a signifier that were building toward major storylines for her. But yeah. All right, speaking of WWE, here are your WWE Day 1 results. So Brock Lesnar was set to challenge Roman Reigns for the University Championship, but has been but as has been the case for much over the past 2 years, COVID-19 changes things in a hurry and a positive test for Reigns short circ- uh, circuited the match. Lesnar was instead placed into the multi-weight WWE Championship match, which was a whirlwind of wild moves that allowed all five participants to shine in a very short window. Despite being the last minute added to the match, Lesnar walked out of the State Farm Arena in Atlanta as the new WWE Champion to end the night at day one. It was not only it was it was the only title challenge change of the night, but it was an ex exclamational point on a card that produced good matches from top to bottom as well as the return of WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix beyond the last minute nature of the main event match the result was shocking because of how sudden it was from the instant the bell rang it was pedal to the, to the floor from start to finish Lesnar headed out a plentiful bounty of German supl- suplexes to both Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens Owens saved Rollins from an F5 and then Big E charged with a huge clothesline selling Lesnar out of the wing out of the ring after Bobby Lashley cut out Cut in the slammed Big E into sla- cut in and slammed Big E into the ring post. Lashley lined up Lesnar and smeared him across the barricade, smeared, smeared him through the barricade. Rollins and Owens, largely recovered, started working in tandem. They doubled, the, the, they doubled super kicked Lashley and then moved their attention back to Lesnar. Rollins hit Lesnar with a suicide dive. And Owens fell with a frog splash from the apron into Lesnar onto the floor. Lashley fought off a double suplex attempt through the contemporary table, but Big E ran in and hit a range through the set table. Lesnar absorbed even more damage as Owens and Rollins worked toward on a double DDT on the well-worn steel steps. As Owens... Uh, as Owens' pop-up powerbomb to Big E led to the first pinfall attempt of the match, the, but Big E kicked out the two. As Senton flipped for Owens, was stifled when Big E got his knees up, but an immediate splash by Rollins got him a two-count as well. Rollins lined up on a stomp on Big E, but threw himself directly into an F5 from Lesnar instead. Big E and Owens received an F5 as well. Lesnar spared, no, Lashley spared Lesnar for a second time, though and then slapped a hurt lock on Lesnar. Big E broke it up, connected on a big ending on Lashley. Big E then tried the same for Lesnar, kicking his lips, but Lesnar fought his way out, 
turned the tide and Big E with a second F5 winning himself the WWE Championship for the sixth time in his career. And Morgan stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with Lynch from start to finish and had the biggest highlight of the match with the mesmerizing spinning sunset flip powerbomb that picked Lynch off the middle of the middle turnbuckle. And there was a lot of other matches as well, but those were the highlights of the day. Thank you, ESPN, for that. All right. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the Cleveland Cavaliers have the Cavs have agreed to train to trade Denzel Valentine to the Los Angeles Lakers in exchange for Rajin Rundo. Sources tell told ESPN's Andrian Raj Noraski on Friday. The Lakers are expected to waive Valentine's partial guaranteed deal and create an open roster slot. Rondo is eager for the chance to play a bigger role with an ascending Cavs team in the absence of Ricky Rubio, sources say, he has been positive on the deal since it was presented to him as an option Thursday. Rusio, uh, Rubio also lost, was lost for the season after suffering a torn ACL in his left knee on Tuesday. And he also has been in COVID-19 protocol since Sunday and will need to be cleared before joining the Cavs, who are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference and have been one of the NBA's most improved teams. And now we're going to move on to music. Cardi B's and Reebok's second collaboration. Coming from Hyperbeast. So for all you audio listeners, you were definitely missing out if you're coming back to see the VOD uh, later on YouTube if you're able to join us live now on Twitch. Okay. Uh, and the second collaboration is titled Let Me Be In My World, The Nightmare. This new collaboration was inspired by New York City at night and features an array of metallic sneakers in addition to apparel. So let's look into these uh, slideshows. And let's see. Check on the Reebok's website as well. Oh, there's her apparel as well. Crop top, some leggings, robes. Yeah, guys, I'm interested. We should be sure to check out Reebok's website.
Afrochella is a music and experience. I'm sorry, let me zoom in. Afrochella is a music and experiential festival that takes place in Accra, Ghana, from December 26th to January 4th. The festival features a concert on December 20. Well, featured concert on December 28th, headlined by Nigerian superstar Whisked with other Afrobeat stars such as Stoneboy, Ira Star. Koja Antwi and Fireboy DBL that will also uh, that also took the stage. Miley Cyrus debuted her new single "You" during her New Year's Eve party live performance in Miami. This is coming over from People.com. Miley Cyrus kicked off a new year with a banger. The new time Grammy Award nominee 29 debuted her new single You on live television during Miley's New Year's Eve party performing on stage from Miami, where she hosted the NBC special alongside Pete Davidson. She finished her set with a new track, a slow piano-driven ballad that shows off the artist's soulful vocals along with an infectious chorus. Kanye West also announced that he had a show on the same day. The newly released extended trailer for Janet Jackson's highly anticipated documentary, Janet, is here and it swiftly reminds viewers that the iconic musician is quote-unquote in control. The documentary, which was announced earlier last year, has been five years in the making, provides a closer look and a more intimate look at the singer's life career and everything in between. Thankfully, fans have don't have uh, uh, long to wait. It'll be released on the, it'll be a tonight event that will debut on January 28, 2022 at 8pm Eastern on Lifetime and a and I expect it to come on Netflix. Hopefully it'll come on, on Netflix later on a later date. Okay. Charlie XCX gave fans a tiny peek of her upcoming collab with Re- with Rina Sawayama on Monday, December 27th, and a 22nd TikTok video explaining that she was going to run down a bit of Rihanna's verse on, on the as yet untitled song. Charlotte stared into the camera as the upbeat dance track pumped up the speakers. And a billboard for that. Another delay coming out from. Uh, the unfortunate events following Travis Scott's uh, Afro Afro World. Now, his Dior collab uh, is has been put on hold as well. And lastly, we have a nice article coming from Billboard. Happy New Year! Music stars begin to usher in twenty twenty two with messages on social media on New Year's Eve. Carrie Musgraves had an excellent suggestion on Twitter for those hoping for a better year ahead. PSA, if you listen to Rainbow at precisely 11.56, 39 and New Year's Eve, you'll be starting off 2022 hearing it all right. She noted a tweet on December 31st. Do it, do with this what you will. Meanwhile, no many fans were in for an end-of-year treat. The singer's name trended after she posted a video snippet that seems to play a few seconds of a new song captioning it with Dear 2022. Implying that there's more job again in the new year. Christ- Christiana Aguilera 
looked back at the highlights of 2021 and definitely looking forward to 2022. So a couple of heartfelt messages from Hastley, Shakira, Alton John, Casey. No, Casey already talked about. And that's about it. Okay, let me just check Twitter to see if we, if we have any last minute discussion, if you have any last minute news, breaking news, or anything of that sort. Just bear with me for a few. It looks like that's it, but let me check. Um, let me check my uh, list over on Twitter as well. Nope. Uh, let's see. Happy birthday to Jis to Jiso, the Blackpink member, is celebrating her twenty seventh birthday. And it looks like that's about it, folks. So we're going to move on to free email. Guys, are you interested in something that's free email? Here's how you can contact us. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, any questions you may have for us. It's something that's free email on our Discord server. Leaving a voice note to over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play and by, and by sending us an email to readymail at the Who knows, we even be featured on a future episode or even a special free email segment of the show. So uh, before we end this, we've got to mention one more uh, uh, article for you guys. David Lee Roth cancels two of his farewell shows coming from iHeartRadio. According to the Las Vegas television station K- KTNV and by iHeartRadio, a press release was sent out to an informing local outlets that the show had been canceled. Roth's venue, the House of Blues, also sent out a tweet regarding the cancellation. Of course, regarding COVID, so the the shows that were scheduled for the thirty first and the first have been canceled. And now, thank you guys so much for making the Ample Play a part of your day. If you guys wish to join the community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. You guys, we're trying to like subs over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believe will win from the show. Thank you guys so 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 much. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. I'm just running in front of the platform. Thank you guys so much for all your golden quotes and above. I'll see you all on Patreon for the post show. For everyone else, have a great one and have a happy new year, folks.